There is a lot of things that I am absolutely looking forward to, but none more so right now than our preparation for this game and all the things that we were able to accomplish this year. So if you could attempt to keep things about the Rams and this Super Bowl. Welcome to the Kevin O'Connell Countdown Edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky, and you can follow me on Twitter, at SkoWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. That, my friends, was the message Kevin O'Connell gave when he addressed the media at Media Day the week before the Super Bowl. Don't talk about the Vikings without saying don't talk about the Vikings. Now, many, many Vikings fans, as you know, have an impending doom hovering over them when you talk about the Vikings. Many, many fans were split, but I think the predominant amount of fans were excited about Jim Harbaugh potentially being our head coach. Now, a lot of us, a lot of Vikings fans, I mean, I had Kevin O'Connell as my number two. I immediately tweeted out after I heard Harbaugh was gone as send Kevin O'Connell a contract. I know you can't do that until after the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, people are now worried. They think, uh, oh, this is going to be egg on her face. Don't count her chickens. Don't hold your breath. The Vikings, he's not, a, he's not a Viking yet. He could back out. It's been done before. You're referring to McDaniel from uh, Patriots, what he did to Indianapolis. But I am here to tell you that during his press conference, a reporter, whose, whose name is Jordan, apparently. She was asked upon her name was Jordan. Do you own a winter coat, she asks. Kevin O'Connell replied back, I do, Jordan. I lived in some cold places before coming back to California. I might have to dust off a few, but I can tell you, I do own a very warm coat. That is Kevin O'Connell confirming that he's dusting off his coats and he owns a warm one. So I think uh, that alone and those two messages he gave out is that he is our he is our next head coach. I'm not as worried as most, but there is always something, you know, you know, just the doubt that lingers in your mind. But there's been no reports of any potential backing out. Sean McVay's young. He's not He's not going to miss a chance. You know, Sean, McVay, Sean McVay's going to be with the Rams for a while, even if he wins the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell will not have another opportunity to to get a head coach job that has an offense like we do right out of the gate. So this is an awesome opportunity. Don't worry. He's got his coat. He's going to dust it off. And he's going to head northeast to Minneapolis and become the Vikings' next head coach. Now, before I talk about the potential hire that is being talked about for defensive coordinator, I am introducing a new segment called Mean Tweets. These are tweets... That people give me after I post my podcast on various sites. 
First off is, hello, Mr. Monotone. This comes from a fan club that I used to belong to. I don't think he knew it was me um, that was posting it, and then I was also the podcaster. <laughs> but it was my last podcast. Yes, I'm monotone. I am very aware of it. Right now, I'm yelling into the mic, trying not to be monotone. But that last podcast, I did it at midnight. The walls were thin. My kid's five years old. I didn't want to wake him up. Here's the here's second one. Why don't you just share the article? This is lazy journalism. Apparently, uh, she does not like podcasts. But I did spend two hours researching for that podcast. I I wrote a script. I produced it. I There's not much to produce yet. I don't have the equipment yet. Soon I will, and hopefully I'll flavor this uh, podcast up a bit. But, uh, yeah... Uh, I was lazy because I did a podcast. If you're listening to this, you're probably just walking around the house or driving or doing something that you can listen to Minnesota Vikings news and enjoy your day instead of stopping to read an article looking at your phone. So that's a good thing about a podcast is you can be doing something else on your phone and listening to the podcast at the same time. That is the great thing about podcasts. Oh, and here's here's my favorite. A guy on a fan site who wants to look at Minnesota Vikings stories, get updates, things like that, says, don't worry about, about it, just wait until the season starts and we'll all find out how, it, how it's going then. That would be very difficult. That would be a lot of blank podcasts for a daily podcaster. So I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, Continue to do this. I appreciate if you listen. If you don't, no problem. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny. There's a lot of people that get on the fan sites and tell people to stop sharing stories as they look at the fan site. Anyways, I find that hilarious. But let's talk about the beginning news. I thought maybe occasionally I'll throw in a mean tweet section to, the, to my podcast. But uh, let's go on to... The news that Mike Patine might be our next defensive coordinator, who is currently senior defensive assistant coach for the Chicago Bears. Now, what is the connection to the Minnesota Vikings for Mike Patine? Patine was with the Jets to 2009 to 2011. Well, Kevin O'Connell was a backup quarterback. He had two stints with the Jets. So he has a, some crossover with our OC. I don't know how much involved or talking to him that he did, but they, they crossed paths. Now the other was Mike Bettine was head coach with the Browns in 2015, and that crossover was Quasi Adolfo Mensa, who was with the, or sorry, that was with, that was also with, uh, Kevin O'Connell. But, you know, Kwesi Adolfo-Mensa was with the Browns the past two years. Now, what is being said? The whole thing about Mike Bettine. Now, there's a lot of people that do not like this hire. Some understand it. Some have some reasoning behind it. I'm going to talk about all that. But, 
Mike Pat- Mike Patine rumor has solely been started. Now I had I did a podcast a little while ago about Deshaun Watson and I how I said that everything leads to one tweet about the Deshaun Watson connection to Minnesota Vikings. This is the same case. The only one who's came out on a limb and then everybody started reporting it. The only source that people are using and putting in their stories, dozens of articles I've read, are a, a dozen, not dozens, I didn't read 24 articles, but a dozen or so articles, all quote CBS Sports reporter Jason LaConfora, who tweeted that Mike Bettine is likely to hire as D.C., he tweeted one other time about it. It's also it's also him, but everybody who's writing an article about it quotes Jason Lockenfora. I murder that name all the time. Um, but just to maybe dispel this, he also said that Doug Peterson would interview with the Vikings. He didn't, and that the Vikings would hire Ryan Poles. He didn't. Turns out we like Koisi better. And that's why Ryan Poles took the job. Now, something to think about. The Vikings defense would be transformed this offseason with Patine, who runs a 3-4 defensive scheme that would employ three defensive linemen, four linebackers, instead of the 4-3 that we've ran with Zimmer. Now, we did a lot of different looks. So, in this day and age, uh, the new defenses things change but at 3-4 defense you could see you know bringing back a Anthony Barr to play outside linebacker rushing from a two-point stance you could see some of our defensive linemen standing up as outside linebackers but usually it meant a transition period but he has a defense. He has a lot of experience and a good background to where he's seen a lot of things. To you know, he could possibly adjust to our to our defensive personnel. Now, Lafleur, the head coach, Lafleur, the head coach of the the Green Bay Packers, went to two NFC titles in a row in 2019, 2020. His defensive coordinator was Mike Bettine. They famously did not renew his contract after the NFC title game. A lot of people put blame on Mike Bettine and his defense. They did not renew a contract, but things that are not often not often reported. I look back. Here's some quotes from Matt Lafleur talking about Mike Bettine. His first quote, we want to thank Mike for his commitment to the Packers for the last three seasons. He was an important part of our success as a first-time head coach. He was also an invaluable invaluable resource for us during our time together. We wish Mike Mega and the Mike Megan, his wife, and the rest of their family the best moving forward. Now here's the second quote. I think this is shining a little better light on Mike Bettine and I'll address why I think maybe this might be beneficial. This might be the four, the reason for 
a hiring of Mike Bettine. Just really grateful for what Mike brought to us. Obviously, he was a guy that I really leaned on. And anytime you make a decision like this, it never it's never easy. It weighs heavily on your heart. Like I said, really grateful for everything he brought. Going to two straight NFC Championship games, we couldn't have done it without Mike Bettine. And just felt like it was one of those deals where, again, it's always a tough decision and just needed some new leadership on the side of the ball. So that's just the direction that we decided to go. The reason why I bring this up, because most media personalities say, hey, first year head coach Kevin O'Connell has a background for him in Cleveland. And about, you know, I, think, I think he was when uh, he was OC for Cleveland and I think a quarterback's coach. He, he had a couple positions at Cleveland and then when he was with the Jets. So he has some familiarity with, with Mike Bettine. Now, what Matt LaFleur came from the same coaching tree as, as uh, Kevin O'Connell's coming. They were both under Sean McVay. Now, so there's so, so there's some so there would be interest there. Matt Lafleur says, "Hey, I leaned on him a lot, and it has a lot to do with his head coaching experience. He was head coach for two years in Cleveland. Now, now th- this could this could be the reason why we got a brand new head coach. He needs some experience. He needs someone to lean on, just like Matt Lafleur did. But he moved on and didn't make the NFC title game." So there's a lot to be said there. These two years with Mike, Mike Bettine, his last two years, 20, 2019. He did 2018 also, but the last two years he was there, 19 and 20, he was, they took it to the NFC title game. Now, apparently there were some fans were happy. Someone actually created a Twitter account called at is Patine gone. Uh, he created it after the NFC title game and and, uh, and was updating followers, not many, but updating followers on the firing of Mike Bettine. Well, he was just, his contract wasn't renewed, but it's a firing. Now, just a little bit of history of Mike Bettine, where he came from. Yeah, graduate assistant, um, Pittsburgh Panthers, Baltimore Ravens. He was a video assistant, coaching assistant, Baltimore, uh, also with the Ravens, quality control coach. Ravens assistant defensive line coach, outside linebackers coach, 05, 06, also outside linebacker, 07 outside linebacker, 2008 outside linebacker coach. He got hired by Rex Ryan to be defensive coordinator in 2009 where they had the number one defense in the league. This is also... Rex Ryan being a really good defensive coach at the time, but hey, he was part of it. He was the D coordinator. New York Jets had the one number one yardage defense in the league. 2010, they were number six. 2011, 2012, he was still the defensive coordinator. He moved on, um, became the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills where he landed the job of head coach in 2014 with the Cleveland Browns and 2015. He was fired. He went on to be 
the defensive consultant for the Seahawks. For Well, he skipped to 2016, 2017, defensive co- consultant for the Seahawks. 2018, defensive coordinator. 2019, defensive coordinator. 2020, defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. He was let go. I just talked about that in the quotes from Matt, La- Matt LaFleur. 2021, he was a Chicago Bears senior defensive assistant coach. Now, let me talk about some specifics about his defensive experience. The 2009 to 2012, he was Rex Ryan uh, with the Jets, his defensive coordinator. I'm not going to talk about that. I, I I don't hold a whole lot of weight other than he got experience from Rex Ryan, where he used it to get higher, you know, higher level jobs, um, or lateral or higher level jobs, and kept him in the league. You bounced around the league quite a bit. 2013, Buffalo Bills, when he was D coordinator, he was 20th in points, 10th in yards. That's respectable. Usually people are ranking the defense off of yards per game. Um, the offense that year, I like to bring that up because how much pressure was being put on the defense a lot. The offense was 23rd offense in the league. As you notice, um, some seasons, if we have a bad offense, puts us in bad situations, the defense struggles. Uh, 2014, Cleveland Browns, they were 23rd in points. They were 9th in yards. Not bad. Uh, still gave up a lot of points, though. Their offense, however, was 23rd. 20, 2015, they were 29th in points, 26th in yards. Offense still struggling, 26th in offense. He was fired. They only won three games that year. He did go on to the Green Bay Packers, where he became the defensive coordinator off a of reputation. You know, Jets. He's had some success, um, you know, since with the ninth-rated defense in yards for Cleveland in 2014. That was a bad, bad team. They t- he did however take him to seven wins, which Cleveland was not used to. Now, 2018 through 2020 he was with the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator, and 2018 to 21st in points. Packers have had a bad defense prior to that. Um, he was 18th in yards, respectable. 12th in offense that year, so he not, does not have the excuse of having a bad offense. Now, the next year, they gave up a lot less points. They were 9th in points, 18th in yards, pretty respectable. They're 15th in offense. And then uh, they went to the NFC title game. 2020 went to the NFC title game. They were 13th in points, 9th in yards, 5th offense that year. Now, a lot of times when you score a lot of points, you give up a lot of yards because you're, you know, playing prevent the end of the end of the game. So, I find that pretty respectable. And he got fired. 9th in yards, 13 in points. You don't often see a defensive coordinator get fired after a year like that after they were one game away from the Super Bowl. And all they had to, do, but all they had to do was stop the Buccaneers in that final drive, get the ball back, and go attempt and score. Aaron Rodgers. Well, the this was famously that the Green Bay Packers kicked a field goal to take it down to five instead of going for it on fourth down to try to get a touchdown, giving the ball to giving the ball to the to Tom Brady to run down the field and run out the clock with two minutes left. So a lot to be said. 
They they should have went for it. Everybody thought so. I mean, that was Matt LaFleur's call, not Mike Patine's. Now, 2021, it's being reported he spent the year with the Bears under the title of Senior Defensive Assistant. Chicago ranks sixth in the league in yards allowed and fourth in sacks. That success came players like Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, each missing considerable time. Patine's experience helped Sean say during his first campaign as coordinator, which has garnered him interest with the Raiders. Who knows? Maybe we hire him as a similar role, but defensive coordinator is, you know, is 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 in the works. This might be this might be our next defensive coordinator. Pros, he's helped head coaches. They've leaned on him. He's helped a good defensive coordinator. This guy's potentially looking at the Sean Desai. He's looking at possibly, he was showing interest with the Raiders as a head coach. Now, things to consider. Andre Patterson's still on the staff. He's still our defensive coordinator. And we haven't let anybody go. Nobody has sought another job. Everything was either on the offensive side of the ball or a special teams coach. So the rest of the defensive staff is still employed. Now, also things to consider, there's a lot of good Rams coaches that he could bring over, which will be my next podcast. (laughs) I'm going to talk about six potential um, current and former Rams special team coaches that Kevin O'Connell would have a, would have had a relationship with. So I'll see you next time for my next podcast on more potential hires by the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not saying they're going to get hired. I just want you to be informed when you hear their names. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. This is David Shelsky, Minnesota Sports Talk. Follow me at Skull world or at mn sports podcast thank you have a great night